we just gonna launch into the episode. Let go. They see me rolling. They hate it. Patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. I don't know why that song. It just popped in my head. I don't either. <laughs> I got a lot of energy. When you edit this episode, <laughs> I want all of that in it. <laughs> So this is this is eight. Oh, so this you is know eight. you uh-huh. do. That's on me, baby. Uh huh. Okay, yep. So, um, hello, hello, hello. What up, party people? It's your girl Ashley Ash on the ones and twos. Yo, and this she... is before nine. The podcast. Why is she sitting here like <laughs> looking like um? What is her name? Heather B. Did you ever watch the fir- the very first Real World? There was a girl from New York. Nah. She was a rapper named Heather B. Uh-uh. But you giving this Heather B vibe? You just yo yo 90s. yo. Yeah, she was very. Hard. <laughs> You're saying I'm hard? Not hard, like hard, rough, mm-hmm. but like B girl, round away girl. 90s. Like she was really. Rapper. And she was really cute. Nothing ever really happened with her career, but. No, she's on the air right now. She's on Sway in the morning. Oh, I did not know ah, that. See? She sways clothes. Mm. I don't listen to Sway. Houseway. Okay. Heather B. Houseway. Okay. She was like, House, Houseway. Shout out to Heather B. Shout out to Heather B. Shout out to her. You need to introduce yourself, sir. Hello, everyone. I'm Rashawn D. Simon. <laughs> this wine just did a little something all of a sudden. Johnny poured us some wine, guys. Yeah. My dream. That's so good. Has been realized. And we said that I wine. said that I was not going to take a muscle relaxer today because I wanted to be in the right mind, and now we're drinking wine. So it's perfect. It, just, it all worked out. <laughs> Either way, your muscles relax now. I don't know about relax, but my head feeling a little wee. Good. Full disclosure, I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth in this episode oh, now that I'm fine. drinking wine. Let's, yeah, let's take a sip to that. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Cheers. As we both take <laughs> sips. <laughs> Y'all heard I should take a sip right quick, right? Uh-huh. Yep, there it is right there. So we are in episode eight of... Before nine, the podcast, and we're gonna try to make this as light and fun as possible because there's a lot of BS happening in the world today, and yep. it's like really messing with my mood. At the ta- at the time of this taping, there were two mass shootings um, in all of 24 hours, um, and I'm just like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. So we'll save all the sadness for another episode, but today. We're going to talk a little bit about what are you watching? Because as part of our nine questions, Ashley asked me about binging. Mm-hmm, I did. We both like binging. so We do. So I I, but, but I have some stats Go ahead. on binging. So you I was were like, killing me, Scoop, you, with all this research. I, but you know, like I get curious. Like I'm Googling stuff I never thought I would Google because of this podcast. Okay, so look, here are some few quick stats, right? So... Um, 60% of streaming service subscribers binge watch regularly. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Okay. And then the, the definition of binge watching, let me back up, is the practice of watching multiple episodes of a television program in rapid succession, typically by the means of DVDs. Mm -hmm. This is from, this is from Google. DVDs, really? No one's watching DVDs. No. Or digital streaming. Who? I'm raising yeah. my hand, people. <laughs> Put that hand down. But it's true. My DVD? husband still has a VHS player. No, sir. 
So, yes, these things still happen in people's households. Hmm. Even our sound technician, Johnny, <laughs> is confessing the fact mm-hmm. that. So, you, no, Little Miss Millennial, are being <laughs> discriminatory <laughs> against those bit. of us in the room who still like a DVD every now and again. Yeah, you got to get out of that. Why? It's fun. I still remember the first DVD I ever had. Like, it's still a big deal. When things like, we'll get back to that. Okay. But I wasn't finishing my thought. Oh, I'm sorry. It's still a big deal. Like when Black Panther came out, when Moonlight came out, Mm -hmm. do you not understand how many of us ran and got that DVD? Because we just wanted it to be a part of our library. And I get that. that, But that's like a Moonlight, Black Panther. Those are are huge, Mm -hmm. important We did the same thing with Girls Trip. Not so important to me. No, y'all, I'm laughing because mm-hmm. in addition to the hand movement she gave <laughs> when she said that, not so important to me. But still, the point <laughs> that I am making is that DVDs are still a big deal for some of us. Okay. Especially when there are certain movies that come out and we want to have a part of our physical library. It's okay. just like books. Okay. So are you doing DVD or are you doing Blu-ray? Right now we got a DVD. Hey, Okay. I mean, you know, we might upgrade to a blue right now that we buy in a house, uh-huh. but we'll see. Just come on up. Come on up to 20, almost 2020. We'll see. We got other things to pay for first. That's true. And a DVD player is what we got. Okay. I have one more, one more um, stat. So I was on Wikipedia. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope. And, Wikipedia is not see, a source. But this came from Wikipedia. a study. Wikipedia is not. <laughs> I know you was going to have some You got the journalist in me that's like, nope. Wikipedia. So, th- but this came from an Erickson study. This ain't a real stat. Erickson is a reputable. This ain't uh, a real stat. Uh, yes, it is. So, it, But it's old, though. It's from 2015. But listen, I, this 2015. Is, I know. I know. That is I not know. old. That's four I years know. ago. <laughs> you that damn. is old. That, Statistics come out every year. Millennial. Anything that's like. Millennial. More than two years old is millennial. Old. What millennial? <laughs> Can I finish? Look, okay. So look, in 2015, which Mashawn says is not that long ago, Erickson did a study and said that um they okay. So here's another definition of binge watching. It's defined as watching multiple consecutive episodes of the same television show in one sitting on a screen, be it on television, laptop, computer, or tablet. This is the part that I thought was interesting. This behavior could be motivated by suspense and anticipation associated with content and the use and the use of viewing to regulate one's emotions. Yeah, that makes sense that's, to me. I, that's it. Look how so like regulate your emotions. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me because a lot of times we binge certain things because we're so we're so attracted to what's next. Mm-hmm. So to manage our anxiety or to manage our curiosity Sometimes we wait and watch a thing back to back to back so as to not have to wait for the next time to see the next episode. And I was thinking on the other end, not necessarily that, but like if I don't want to think about what's going on in my life. Mm. Okay, let me sit and just watch this for like six hours just to tune everything else out. A friend of mine calls that um, taking a break. He watches, this is going to sound really rude. But he watches some black movies back to back to back to take a break from the reality. He calls it garbage TV. Hmm. So the Medea movies of the world. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he says he'll watch because it's mindless. But it's his way of sort of managing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. 
So what are you watching? So because you are <clears throat> the queen binge. So I, and and thank you for that. Um, and instead of talking, well, some of these I am kind of rewatching, but I decided to do my favorite binges of all time. Ooh, I okay. didn't do that. That's okay. But go ahead. Okay, so so it's this I isn't. Have a list. You don't have a list. Mm-mm. Well, you have things. Mm-hmm. That you're watching though, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So that's the list. Okay, so this is in no particular order except for probably the first one. The first one is Game of Thrones. I totally knew you were going to say Game <laughs> of Thrones. I don't know why I knew that, but I knew you were going to say Game of Thrones. It's amazing. So I, this is one of the ones that I've watched already that I'm currently re-watching. I've never seen it before. And you should. Um, I did not watch it when it first came out, whenever it first started or when it first aired. But then I had a good friend of mine who was like, hey, girl, you need to watch Game of Thrones. And so I tried to start watching. I watched the first 10 minutes and I was like, nah, this ain't with me. This ain't with me. And then she kept pressing me like, just no, just try it again. Try it again. I had to try it two more times before it stuck. And Mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay, I'm in this. Mm -hmm. And I binged watched. They might have been on like season four or five, maybe when I started watching. Really got caught. And so like I was like all the way in it. And then all the rest of the season since then I watched, Mm -hmm. you know, when it aired. So Game of Thrones. Breaking Bad. Have you ever watched Breaking Bad? I think I watched half of one episode. Okay. Didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it's good. Um, Handmaid's Tale. Have you watched that? Never. Handmaid's Tale is like scary. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-mm. It's 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 really good. It's really interesting because I've started watching um, the new season of Dear White People. Uh-huh. And you know how those TV shows have TV shows within them? Yes. In this season, yes. they have a hands made Tale type thing. Okay. Soft porn show <laughs> in the midst of okay. this. It's so good. The the shows within the TV shows are hilarious. They are the best. Because mm-hmm. it's like paying homage to a thing, but also like seriously critiquing it. Yes. And putting a spin on it that sometimes you would never think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. And then my last, I have a few honor- honorable mentions, but... Rounding out the top, what, four, is A Different World. So Ooh. in A Different World, I watched that when I was, like, a kid, like, mm-hmm. growing up. So it had, it had already kind of started. Like, I was really, really young when it was, like, in its prime. Okay. But then they were still replaying episodes. Okay. And I loved it when I was a kid. And then when they put it on Amazon, it's not on Amazon anymore, I don't think. But when they put it on it's Amazon. It's on Netflix now. Scratch that. It was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And now it's on Amazon. Okay. So um, I watched it when they put it on Netflix and it just was so good. It was so nostalgic and I, I wanted to rewatch it, but mm-hmm. I was like feeling so emotional. And I guess this has to do with some, what I said earlier is that like, it was so nostalgic for me mm-hmm. and so like amazing that I was like, oh, I don't want to watch it because I'm just going to be too emotional and be too em- in my feelings. Oh, wow. Whitney, Whitley and, and Dwayne, it's just like, it's, I can't. So fi- <laughs> <laughs> finally, I completely just skipped over the first season. The first season is like dead to me. But <laughs> I thought you were gonna say trash. No, it wasn't like, trash. No, no, no. It's great it's TV, but it just wasn't for me. It's just so yeah, it's different. Yeah, I went right into the second season, and it's just it was just such an amazing show. So, how many times have you watched it from beginning to end? Just once. Really? Just once. Yeah, like I said, like I watched reruns when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and then they they still came on sporadically. Like when I was in college, it came on, but I never watched the show in succession like how I did. Maybe I don't know. That might have been last year. Earlier last year, okay. maybe the year before. So how often, as we're talking about binging, if you have access to a, sh- to a series, how often do you watch that series as a binge? 
I I was actually telling Johnny last week that I don't like watching things more than once. Something has to be really good or really intriguing for me to watch mm. it more than once. So that that says a lot about Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, that I'm rewatching it again because okay. I'm just like I know what's gonna happen. Why would I want to watch it again? I, like it's when I'm watching something for me, it's about the suspense mm-hmm. and what's and me mm-hmm. not knowing what's gonna happen. Okay. So after I've seen it once, I'm like, okay. It's interesting for me because so probably the one show that I binge over and over and over, I've watched this entire series from beginning to end countless times, is The West Wing. Okay. Um, because I just love the show. I love the writing. And those people became a part of, like, my life. Like, CJ and Toby, they're, they're like, real people to me. <laughs> like, seriously real people. And <clears throat> even though the show is dated, it still feels timely. It still feels like it could fit in today's day and time. And so I have watched this series I don't know how many times mm-hmm. uh, and I will go from beginning to end. I will watch the entire series and when it is done, take a break and month later, go back and watch the entire wow. series again and have preached from it numerous, mm-hmm. numerous times. One time I preached a sermon um, from an episode where Alan Alda was running for president and he and the current president were sitting in the kitchen eating ice cream and talking about, trying to keep religion out of his campaign. And so I took that episode and turned it into a sermon. Mm. And one of my colleagues was like, I've never in my life seen anyone effectively preach from the West Wing before. <laughs> he was like, that's amazing. And I was like, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> so I have preached numerous times from the West Wing because it is just great, great TV and great writing and great stories. So of course, the West Wing is on my list of shows that I will binge. Mm-hmm. I've recently started going back and watching Insecure okay. from the first season, uh-huh. mostly because it's going to be a minute before it comes back. Right. But Issa um, busy. Issa said she didn't call in. She said, Miss you. you know, they, they're, I think they're taping now, okay. but they're writing now. But Issa's like, I got stuff to do. Y'all are mad at her. And we will wait. <laughs> right. <laughs> we we <laughs> will wait. wait. Okay. And so I am watching season. I just finished season one not too long ago all over again. And I think I did it in like a day. Hmm. Maybe a day and a half. Episodes aren't long. So that, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Maybe a day and a half. Um, and realized some things that I just totally missed the first time around. Like the fact that every time Kelly drunk something, she missed her mouth. Like, I don't know how <laughs> I missed that. But it was so funny to me seeing it again <laughs> this time. Uh, what else am I watching? I started binging Dear White People again because I knew that the new season new was season coming mm-hmm. and I wanted to get caught up. Um, um, what is that show that I can't think of the name of it? But it has um, Lily Tomlin and um, Jane Fonda um, on Netflix. Oh, I've actually I've watched that show off and on. And of course, I can't think of it. Frankie what are their names? Grace. Grace. Mm-hmm. Frankie and Grace. Grace and Frankie. I've binged that. Okay, yep. Of course, SVU, I binge. Mm-hmm. Just because it's just classic TV. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then what's interesting is, you know, sometimes on TV, they'll just do these marathons, which I think is just like another way of calling 
it binging. That's true. This is another one. I feel like marathons was the term though before binging. Before binging. Yeah, because yep. mar- I, I remember marathons coming on TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like so Thanksgiving I'm, marathons of Martin. Okay. But I could never binge Martin again. Why? So another show that I am also binging right now, um, I'm not going to talk about it because I might get attacked. Um, <laughs> for okay, the let me type that. Let me let me write that down. Go revisit <laughs> why Michelle can't talk about Martin right for now the on the air. I might disrespect the television show Martin. Okay, I, I just never really liked it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you I didn't want to tell you. I mean, I don't feel disrespected. Mm, it's just we'll have to. Wh- why didn't you like Martin? Let's just, no wait. We have to talk about this. Why didn't you like Martin? Just didn't. I mean, it was good TV for when it was on. It's good TV for now. I, my friends and I always go back to like Martin as like, there's never gonna be like that like that era of comedy with Martin and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and A Different World and like those shows. Like, there's just I never felt Martin was funny. Oh, Chile. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't. I mm. never. I never. Never felt. That's cute. It was funny. Mm. Shanae was funny. But I never felt the show mm-hmm. as a whole was funny. I can watch Living Single um, over and over again. Living Single. Okay. I, I binge watched that one too, like last year. Really? Mm-hmm. What did you think watching it this time around? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It's still. It's the last season was not great, but. The last season was not great. The last season was not great, which I didn't know until I rewatched it as an adult. That was my first time rewatching it straight through as an adult. I remember it being on the air and just being like, this wasn't great. Mm-hmm, it wasn't. You all were reaching. You were trying to make it last much longer than it needed to. Yeah. You should have just left it alone while it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been um, binging Catfish. Catfish. The TV show. <laughs> okay. And I don't know why. There's something about... I do know why. Because I like puzzles. I like figuring things out. And so something about the way in which the show is set up, where they are trying to figure out who these people are and why they're doing this, why they are catfishing the people they're catfishing, mm-hmm. is just very... It's also just like the same reason why I like history. Like I want to understand the root. I want to understand yeah. what, what started a thing, why is it happening, mm-hmm. and then what do we do moving forward. And so Catfish is one of those shows. It does follow shows. that line. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is one of those shows that it sort of provides for that same curiosity for me. It does. There's always a backstory mm-hmm. to why these people are doing what they do. Yep. And sometimes they're ridiculously hilarious. They are. You should they never are. call me a fat ass killer. <laughs> <laughs> that will forever be the best episode Great, of Catfish. Period. The best episode. <laughs> that baby was hurt. And angry. Yeah, he mm. was. You should never call her Fat Ass Kelly Price. Should never. And then why you had to call her Fat Ass Kelly Price? First off, Kelly Price is she, big right. anyway. Like you didn't have to add that but on top of it, Rue. It's Kelly Price. Like, how is that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she didn't like Kelly Price. Maybe people had compared her to Kelly Price her whole life and she didn't like it. But I'm like, how is that? <laughs> I mean, it's Kelly Price. Child. You should have told me. Now, I will say I'm liking this version of Kelly Price now compared to the bigger Kelly Price. Well, the Kelly Price after she lost all that weight and she seemed to just have this air about her. She did. And now she's like a judge on Sunday's Best. And oh, okay. I'm really enjoying this okay, Kelly Price. Okay, good. Good. 
really, really enjoying, even though I think she has a crush on one of the contestants. But that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. Uh, what else? What else am I binging? So I have some honorable mentions while you're trying to remember that. Okay, go ahead. Um, Narcos. Have you ever watched Narcos? It. My TV watching is all over the place. Um, Narcos, do you know what it's about? Drugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. essentially in like Mexico and then like Colombia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And it's mostly in Spanish. So you have to read subti- subtitles, which is like, I never work. thought I would be into it, but it's really good. And House of Cards. Yep. House of Cards. That's an honorable mention for you? It is. Well, the the second half of this last season was kind of blah. Uh, the last two seasons were, I mean, it ended okay. The last two seasons, though, were kind of like, mm, Yeah, they were kind of like, mm. But that first season was. The first couple, I was just like, Ooh. was amazing. Wow. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I binged House of Cards and have gone back and watched earlier episodes, but have selectively watched earlier episodes for very different reasons. I would probably watch House of Cards again because it's been a while. Yeah. If it's been a while since I watched it and it was really good, then I, I would revisit it. So, yeah, yeah, I might do that. That election between him and that Republican guy just, they were just pure evil. He was pure e- evil the whole time, both of them, him and Claire. That's, that's what I said they. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to preach from House of Cards because I really want to. <laughs> I do. I really, really do. But I haven't figured out. I haven't found the sermon yet. Mm. But I have like notes in my computer from like episodes that I'm just waiting for the opportunity. So it'll come. The universe always supplies it. Mm-hmm. What else? Any other honorable that's, mentions? That's all I got. I don't think I have any others. This has been interesting. Mm-hmm. What are y'all binging? Let us know on our social media at Before Nine Podcast. Is that is that our handle on Instagram? You know, it's funny that you asked that because <laughs> I made a note this morning that we don't often reference our social. Our social, and so and you think I would because I do that for a living. Yeah, we was. I was like, we need to start doing this. Like, we need to reference our B49 handle but mm-hmm. also like our personal handles but you were right B49 podcast so on yeah Instagram so make sure y'all tell us what y'all are binging right now um you can find us on Instagram at B49 that's the letter B the number four N-I-N-E podcast yep we'll be right back if you like the way this podcast sounds and we know you do you should check out our friend Johnny Cornegay aka J. Ray at static s t a t i c c dot com. We're on episode eight, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Sean's like, you know, we need a vision. Ca- well, I said we need to vision. You cast. said I've been calling cast. it vision casting. I think I was just, just been, like, why are we doing this? Yeah, why we are haven't we doing told this? the people that yet. <laughs> so, um, I just had like a few, like really, because I try not to be super. Like, of course, I write things down that mm-hmm. I want to happen, but mm-hmm. I try not to put, like, parameters around anything. So these are, like, my very high level, like, why I feel like our podcast is important and what we want to what we want to provide, I guess, in a way to the people who are listening to us. You came prepared today. I did. I came very yes. prepared. So number one um, is creating community. Okay. 
Um, you know, kind of like we were talking about binge watching, like binge watching creates communities, mm-hmm. it, you know, it connects people like mm-hmm. indirectly. Because mm-hmm. if you're watching Game of Thrones and I come in the office on Monday and I'm talking about Game of Thrones and somebody else who I don't know was watching Game of Thrones, we, you know what I mean? Like we come together, like Beyonce unites us all. Like we're all different. But this one thing you unites us. <laughs> you, 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 I was waiting to see when you were going to drop Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't have something in common with somebody, you could just be like, do you like Beyonce? And nine times out of ten, maybe eight, because there's some haters out there. Seven. Seven times out of ten, the person's going to be like, yeah, I like Beyonce. And then we can talk about Beyonce, and then it might lead to something else. So, anyway. Hashtag she who shall not be named. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, creating community. Um, you know, folks listen to us, and then they talk about what we've been talking about. Okay. Um, to their friends and you know it just creates a network of people who are just really thoughtful about what they're listening to and what they're engaging in conversation about so that's the first thing um the second thing is to make people think about the think about themselves in a different way mm-hmm. and the people around them in mm-hmm. a different way maybe open their eyes to certain things mm-hmm. in themselves or in those around them and then i'm also doing this for me <laughs> um yes you are so i was Mashan was at this retreat too I was recently at a retreat where there was an icebreaker. The icebreaker, you had to pick out a question from like a hat or something. And the question that I picked out was, what have you learned while working in your purpose or something around that was the question that I ended up getting. And I was honest and I was like, you know, I don't know if I know exactly what my purpose is. I feel like people put a lot of weight on like, what is my purpose in life? I need to find my purpose. And folks get really caught up in like, downtrodden about trying to figure out like why am I on earth yeah um and so I've tried not to put as much focus on like trying to figure it out as I've just been listening to what I feel God is telling me to do so if there's a project or an idea that I have mm-hmm. you know like this podcast mm-hmm. Mashan was the one who was like let's do this but he kept nagging <laughs> he kept nagging us nagging me about it and it is something that I want to do so I just I feel like you know, I'm doing this for me because this is something that I can't stop thinking about. I can't stop being excited about it. Um, and so I found that when I do follow those things that I can't stop thinking about or that I'm afraid to do, mm-hmm. um, are, are those, those are the things that I feel like are leading me or having me walk in my purpose without me having to put a title yeah. on what my purpose is. Yeah, that's so. good. That's good. As you were talking, I was jotting some notes because some of the things you were saying were reminding me of some of the reasons as to why I also wanted to do this. And so I wanted to write it down just so I wouldn't forget because I thought it was important. But I think for me, one of the things that stands out the most is, I'm going to explain it this way. So you and I were talking just recently um, as, so for our listeners, we have been attempting to, sort of grow this project bit by bit. And one of the things was recording a few episodes ahead of time to just sort of get a feel mm-hmm. of what was happening. And we've been sharing some of that with some friends of ours. Mm-hmm. And so Ashley shared an episode with um, her roommate, her best friends. And it was something that you told me about what Damon said to you after hearing the story about my brother mm-hmm. that really resonated for me and reminded me of one of the reasons as to why I felt it necessary to do this podcast. And it was sharing stories that other people can potentially relate to, even if they have or have not had those same experiences. Uh, So um, I had a brother 
my only biological brother who died many, many years ago. And I have on my own personal social media periodically just sort of lifted him up in the miss you big bro, wish you were here, wish you were experiencing all the great things that I'm experiencing. And so in that episode, it just came up mm-hmm. in our nine questions. And in the first episode, in the first episode mm-hmm. and Damon heard it and it resonated with him. Mm-hmm. And you telling me that reminded me that that is a part of my purpose, like sharing those stories that some people may not normally get to hear mm-hmm. or see anywhere else. And at the same time, those stories could be their stories or not their stories, but it does, it has some kind of impact um, that then causes them to reflect, that then causes them to process in a different kind of way. And so one of the reasons why uh, I wanted to do this podcast was to share those stories. Mm-hmm. It was also part of the reason why I wanted to write my book, to share those stories and those experiences for people who may not normally get a chance to see themselves. It's one of the reasons why I think Pose is so important right now, yeah. which is another show that I'm binging, Same. even though it's mm-hmm. like just in the second season. But I will go back and watch any and every episode of Pose as much as possible to help them get all the ratings they need. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it is such an important show because black and brown transgender men and women are getting opportunity to see themselves. Mm-hmm. They're getting representation in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. And that is important. Uh, and so that's part of the reason why I want to do this podcast so that people who need representation can get representation yep. because I do see myself as an example or as a messenger and I got stuff that I want to say and I have yes. stuff yes. that I feel as though needs to be said mm-hmm. and those moments of just sitting back and watching people I know being on like MSNBC or the Joy Ann Reed show and just being like, I could have said that much better. <laughs> now I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this podcast is, is that, that means, is that outlet um, to share those stories, um, to share my perspectives, um, and to help other people to get representation the way they would have not normally gotten it before. With that said, I think we've done a pretty good damn job of putting this process together. And I'm excited for where it goes. So my question to you is, where do you hope before nine goes? And who do you hope, who do you hope hears before nine? So I, I believe that before nine will go everywhere, literally and figuratively. I feel like we can just be all over the place talking to folks, just having real conversations. Um, I feel like I know that people open up to me kind of um sometimes more easily than I want them to (laughs) in general um me being one of those (laughs) (laughs) so I definitely feel like we can be out like with the people like I want to meet people Mm -hmm. and just have like real conversations Mm -hmm. with folks um yeah I feel like we can be everywhere and I hope I think whoever needs to hear what they need to hear will hear it whether they become long-term listeners or they may hear you know an episode in a friend's car and they get something mm-hmm. that they need to get in that moment mm-hmm. yeah whoever I, I just want whoever needs to hear whatever we have to say because like you said you saying 
I have things to say. And I've always felt that way. I've always felt like I am. If I ever get rich and famous, it's going to be for me being who I am. Yeah. And um, I feel like there are things that I have to say that somebody needs to hear or things that I just need to say to get off my chest. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I hope that whoever needs to hear it will hear it. Hopefully that would be Beyonce and Michael B. Jordan. Um, Namely, (laughs) specifically Lord. Well, you know, I want Oprah to hear us. (laughs) Oprah too. (laughs) (laughs) Oprah would be great. But, but hearing you say that, um, so that brings back to me why I did that that opening for the very first episode mm-hmm. because I think that is what worked for Oprah. Oprah was just authentically herself, yeah. and she shared her struggles and her celebrations, um, her goods and her bads, her ups and her downs, and it made it it drew people into her to the ways in which she has become everything that she was intended mm-hmm. and ordained to be. Yes, um, and so my hope is that as we that we also get that same kind of access not, not i'm not saying like be billionaires like oprah i am i mean Lord, i want that i've seen what you've done for others i'm not saying i, I want better for me don't want that <laughs> <laughs> we put it out there we vision casting let's go on and do it mm-hmm. i want all the coins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes but in addition to that right in addition to having the coins i want to make a difference and want to have an impact. And I think sometimes when you're authentically yourself and doing things from an authentic, genuine place or a genuine heart, then the rewards come yes. um, as a result of that. So I would love all the coins. Um, if the coins don't come, I still will be fulfilled mm-hmm. um, because I am doing what it is I think we are doing what it is I think we are supposed to be doing. Absolutely. And and that is just a blessed and wonderful divine thing. It is. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Purify our hearts, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey. Ayaba. <laughs> so I think we're gonna take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll y'all. Be back. We are back. You know, I thought about you. You like we wrapped everything together. Mm-hmm. So we started about we started with binging, right? Then we mm-hmm. went into vision casting, mm-hmm. and then you were talking about how what you what you have to say is important, and people need to see and hear themselves, like mm-hmm. in what you say. And you brought in Pose as a television show. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like we kind of we, we always kind of like keep doing this around. little thing thing. Yes. we're getting really good at we this. Are. This is getting really good. Mm-hmm. So, anything else you need to say? No, I'm good. You sure? Yep. Any announcements? Any church announcements? <laughs> <laughs> church announcements. Nah, I'm good. First giving on to God, who is the head of my life. <laughs> I just want to thank the deacons for coming and cutting my grass on Thursday night. Because, you know, it's been hard since my husband died. J- uh, Michonne. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to end with a little quote of a ditty from Trent Shelton and Donald Glover. Everyone in your circle is not in your corner. And now that it's over, I'll never be sober. I couldn't believe, but now I'm so high. <laughs> and now that it's over, I'll never be sober. Who is Trent? Trent. <laughs> <laughs> and Donald Glover is uh, Charles Gambino. <laughs> hey. I think it works. I think it does work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See y'all later. Bye, y'all.